to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's great to see all of you right back here for more Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. I'm your host, Noah Cross, joined by my friend Tyler Bard. We are here ready to get back to it as we missed last week. We missed all of you. Uh, I actually moved uh, into yes. a house. Yes, first house a moved house? out. house? I know craziness <laughs> moved out from uh from mom and dad's place now we're here i'm in my office obviously it's very bare on the walls as you can see but there's plenty of sports we'll get memorabilia there. that will be hanging up here next week i just moved here yesterday so we've been painting and cleaning um the new place so as friends do scratching each other's backs helping each other out but we're mm-hmm. back ready to talk dynamite you ready tyler Oh, I'm ready. And I told Noah he's not allowed to buy anything right now. Um, that's a hint. That's a hint because Noah's birthday and Christmas are coming. Yes. So, birthday is Wednesday, folks. I birthday know. Wednesday. On Dynamite. It's like they knew. It's I know. like they knew. They were ready. They're like, it's Noah's birthday uh, Wednesday this year. So we have to schedule Dynamite on Wednesday. It worked out. It's, it was perfect. But <laughs> I had a lot to do with them, you know, planning AEW's right. launch and yeah, what yeah, the yeah. shows were going to be. Like, obviously. The- they saw you at All In and were like, that guy. <laughs> That's the guy we need on our team. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, yes, fair enough. And hey, let's dive into it. All things AEW for the latest episode which happened last wednesday on the 18th great night and we had a debut here really fun to see as the young bucks would go up against top flight a new tag team here uh dynamite opened with a video package introducing top flight to the AEW audience before the duo and the young bucks came to the ring darius martin uh is only 21 and his brother dante martin is only 19 so this was a huge opportunity to go up against the young bucks who are obviously a top tag team Nick they Jackson. Are? I'm sorry. They are. They are. The yes. Young Bucks are a top ten. What? Yes, I know. I know. Oh my it's God. Crazy to hear about. But <laughs> they, yes. Yeah, I was very confused for a minute. I was like, wait a minute. Never mind. Anywho, Nick Jackson and Darius started off with a quick exchange of counters and takedowns before Dante and Matt Jackson tagged in and continued the quick pace. Top Flight scored the first near fall, which is a very impressive maneuver there. Uh, I, I'd say this was a fun match, but we'll go over our feelings about it right after. The Bucks regrouped at ringside and nailed both members of Top Flight with some kicks and double team combos when they got back into the ring. Matt applied a sharpshooter on Dante, but Darius broke up the hold. The tag team champions stacked up the brothers in the corner with a power bomb. They continued to go back and forth with double team maneuvers as they traded control. The Bucks scored the win with a BTE trigger in classic Young Buck fashion. After the match was over, Jack Evans and Angelico attacked top flight, but the Bucks chased them away. They helped Darius and Dante to their feet and thus saying welcome to All Elite. I'd say this was a fun match to start off the show. I wouldn't say it was a barn burner of any type. Uh, It was fun. I enjoyed watching it. I'm excited to see Top Flight do bigger things and get better as the time goes on. What do you think about this opening contest, Tyler? You know, I love it. um, It was it was like you said, it wasn't a barn burner like we like to describe as these these good matches. Um, But it's nice to see a company taking care of the young talent and new talent. Uh, because, you know, I know Jace mistyped something here. He meant to say AEW is better than <laughs> WWE. Um, and it's okay. We understand that it's okay to be wrong sometimes. 
Um, and can I can this, I just jump? Can, let me jump. Yeah, in for yeah. A go, go ahead. More yep. on this. Oh, I'll put it right back up. I'll put it yeah, right back. Off the topic of the match. Um, obviously, as we say, Tyler usually the hot take guy. I usually lay back, kind of just give the the old man sense of like the I guess the older wisdom there, right? Yeah. I, you know, I don't usually give hot takes. I, I have to be really heated to give a hot take. Uh, so I am not one to trash WWE as I don't do it. I do. I praise AEW, but I don't trash WWE. So I'll leave it at that. I know Tyler, Tyler has his defense. I have mine. So, all right. At least we know which grounds we stand on. And mine is that WWE needs to step up their game. Fair. Uh, and AEW to... destroys them. Anyways. Yes. Uh, yeah. So this, <laughs> I actually, I did enjoy this Noah. Um, but there was a problem I had with it and that was, it was the fact that these guys, in my opinion, and I like seeing the new guys, please don't, don't take this the wrong way. Um, but they were a little too green mm. and I don't know if it was their, um, nerves, but there was a move where I believe it was Dante who was going for a hurricane Rana off the top rope. And he almost murdered Nick Jackson, mm-hmm. um, because he blatantly missed. And luckily Jackson being the seasoned veteran, he is saved it um, because either Nick was going to absolutely eat crap or Dante was going to land on the back of his neck if Nick didn't catch him. Um, so that was the only uh, major hiccup I had here. Um, but otherwise, uh, these kids look like they're ready to go. Yeah, no, for sure. It's exciting to see. It's cool to see. I mean, it's actually, yeah, we can say kids because they're we're older than them. Isn't that weird? Uh- <laughs> Isn't that weird? Um, so, Hey, you know, it's exciting to see uh, 19, 19 and 21, dude. It's crazy. Oh God. Crazy. He, one of them, he can't even enjoy a little bit of the bubble. I, say, I remember my first beer. <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> was that a rock cats game? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yes, good times uh, obviously had by all. It's great to see new faces in wrestling and it's also good to see them giving them time, giving them these big opponents so they can build themselves up and they could build the new stars because we don't live forever. So yeah. they need to make sure they keep control of their future. And that's by building up their future. So it's good to see. Tyler, I want to take us through the next one, which was Orrin Cassidy versus Kip Sabian. Yeah, this was actually one I was kind of looking forward to. They've built this storyline between these two uh, groups, Kip and Miro with Penelope uh, versus the best friends in Orange Cassidy. So I was very much looking forward to it. But before it could begin, uh, Moxley gave a promo from backstage and revealed news that his wife, Renee, is pregnant before he went back to the ring uh, for Orange Cassidy versus Kip. So congratulations. Uh, go out to the champ. Um, if y'all remember uh, on our last episode, some uh, particular you know co-host, uh, who knows who it was, predicted uh, that uh, maybe Renee was pregnant. But, you know. It's not that big a deal, right? No, it was probably it was probably Joe because I know he watches a lot of AEW and has it a wasn't that knowledge. hater Dylan, that <laughs> sour, salty Dylan. It was me, Noah. It was me all along. Oh man, when I saw that come through, I was at work. It was like five thirty in the morning, and I just started barrel laughing behind the deli. Everyone probably <laughs> thought I was insane. Uh, because I just love when I get those little, like, even it's just a minor thing, like Renee's pregnant. That was perfect. I couldn't believe that I, uh, even though it wasn't exactly how I predicted it going, I got a little bit, a little bit of points right there. Look at the comments. (laughs) Look at the comments. Uh Oh, is it salty? Is he here? Wow. All right. We'll get you on next episode to defend yourself, Dylan. Yes, Dylan. Dylan, we will get you. (laughs) Yes, we'll get you here, Dylan. I promise The, the show is my last name. So I got you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Noah doesn't know how to send out invites. It's all right. I got Joe. Joe's on my, Joe's and I are Yankee fans. You, you're 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 uh, alone in this one. He's a Red Sox fan. Joe. No. no. Dylan. Joe. Joe will get oh, Dylan oh. the link. And we'll see about that. Our producer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the producer now. Fair. fair. <laughs> um, so, yes, let's get back to the action here again. We keep getting distracted. Gosh. All right, Dylan, we'll get you on next week. Don't you worry, buddy. Um, so, yeah, we had Cassidy ducking a punch and slapping K- Sabian with like that little like nonchalant little like tap slap that he likes to do just to annoy people. Um, but. Uh, so he slapped Sabian before the super bad took him down with a headlock. Sabian kept him grounded with a series of holds before dropping him on his back for a two count. OC blocked a drop toe hold and put his hands in his pockets. Of course he did because he got them re-sewn in after they were ripped out last week or two weeks ago. Excuse me. Uh, he kept them there while he rolled around the ring and hit a drop kick. He dropped Sabian at ringside with a suicide dive where Ford distracted him long enough for Sabian to hit a kick on the apron. Uh, We returned from a break to see Cassidy beginning to build some momentum. He drilled Sabian with a diving DDT and a near fall. Sabian hit several big moves but couldn't get the pin. Cassidy locked him in a unique pinning combination for the win, which then prompted Miro to immediately run down and take OC's head off with a clothesline that turned the man inside out before the best friends came down to chase him away from the ring, protecting the bestest of best friends. <laughs> Fantastic picture there. <laughs> Absolutely. I, any, anytime I can fit this picture in, I'm going to. <laughs> that This was, I believe, the was this, uh, this was the first episode of Dynamite or it was um, their first pay-per-view, which was, uh, 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 which one was the one in Vegas? Um, Double or nothing. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. I think this is that. Uh, because yep. that was the first time we got to see the the zoom out on yes. live television. <laughs> Precisely. The Okada shot, as, as some refer to it. Because so, yes, Okada from New Japan usually has that camera angle. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, this match because I love both of these these two wrestlers. I love their gimmicks. One's a gamer and a Twitch streamer, and one is just the greatest gimmick in professional wrestling known as Orange Cassidy. Um, <laughs> what, what's your What's your take? I enjoyed this match. It was a lot of fun, as you said. Uh, Kip Sabian and Orange Cassidy, they had a lot of cool, uh, a lot of quick maneuvers, I should say. Uh, Orange Cassidy with that mousetrap at the end of it. It was cool to see him just pulling out some new tricks. Obviously, you can't use the orange punch all the time. It's just overpowering. You know, you don't want to kill anybody. Uh, so you got to – I can't see your face, but I imagine it's disapproving. I'm scowling. <laughs> you know, like I said, the orange punch, you got to save it for those big matches. And obviously this was a big match, but not big enough to negate having to use it. So he got the win with a very shifty maneuver. You love to see Orange Cassidy pulling new things out of the bag of tricks that he has. So I liked it. It was fun. I think this will lead us to a tag team match of some sorts, maybe Miro and Sabian versus the best friends or Orange Cassidy and one of the best friends or some type of combination of the like. Uh, yeah, so looking absolutely. That's forward, what it like. Yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Maybe that'll be at the next pay-per-view. Maybe that'll be an episode of Dynamite. Who knows? We'll see what that brings. However, this brings us into another big match. A contract signing in the likes of Kenny Omega. And John Moxley were supposed to sign their contract this night. Omega made his way to the ring for the contract signing, obviously accompanied by the two cleaners. Um, Yeah, you know, because that just gets more exciting every time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
but when it was time for Moxley to come out, he was found and knocked out backstage, as you can see by the picture there on your screen. And for our listeners, uh, without video, he's got a bloody nose. Looks like he got uh, maybe punched in the nose or thrown into something. That uh, man's a father. Yeah, well, not, not yet, but he will be. Um <laughs> Tony Schiavone, who was in the ring conducting the contract signing, went over and asked Omega if he had anything to do uh, with it or anything to say about the state of John Moxley. And the cleaner simply said Moxley was just trying to avoid their fight. He signed the contract and then they went to commercial. There was not much to say about that. Uh, who knows what's going to come out of that. But what I do know is they went to a commercial break right after that. And we're going to go to one right here to talk about some more shows from all over the Clover Crest Media site. Oh, thank you so much quickly before we go there. We have Ovi who has shared uh, our podcast across multiple different groups. We appreciate you so much, Ovi, from the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show. Ovi, you got to send me a commercial so we can add you in to this lovely group of commercials we have coming right at you. I would just like to point out that a few weeks ago, Jace said that Mac Jones was garbage. Hurry up here for Alabama. Play action. Mac Jones wants it all. Long ball. Man there. Got him. Matching touchdown. I'm not sold on Matt Jones. In the red zone, Alabama with three minutes and change remaining in the half. Jones fires to the corner. Devontae Smith. Touchdown, Alabama. When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997 when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! In those 20 plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. Clovercrest Media Group presents... A CMG podcast. Keys yeah. to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on. Fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. And a special announcement coming from Mr. Ovi Muniz. On December 1st on the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show, we have an interview with Leo Rush. Uh, that is going to be a lot of fun for those guys to carry out. We will definitely be tuning in. You bet. Crossum will be in the comment section for that. And also a quick shout out to the guys over at Beast Mode Breaks. They have mentioned Crossum and Baseball with the Bard on their show that they run on Facebook. You can find them on Facebook. They are a pack opening group uh, who have a fun way of going and opening these baseball cards, football cards, 
basketball cards. You can sign up for raffles. You can get into the random polls. They do a great job of pulling these cards. And uh, I got some incredible cards last time. I have a rookie card for uh, Herbert. I have a rookie card for Lamar Jackson now. So there are a lot of cards that you can get from them. Do not miss those guys. Absolutely. And definitely don't want to miss that interview uh, with Ovi and the hard hitting wrestling show on December 1st. We'll make sure we share their episode on our page. That way, any of our fans who aren't following them, which it should be, can still see it. We'll make sure we get there. Dylan, check out, check it out. Hard and wrestling show. Tell your friends. It'll be exciting to see that interview. We'll definitely make sure we get that out there so we can be watched. And obviously here at Clovercrest, we take care of each other. So we're excited to watch that interview. And as we said, Cross and Wrestling Entertainment will be in the comment section, hopefully maybe asking a question question to Mr. Rush. And with Absolutely. that being said, we'll hop back into the AEW action here with a, I'd say this was a bit of a barn burner here, Tyler. Would you agree? Oh, God, yeah. I was okay. so excited to see Pac back in action. Yeah. With the Blade versus Pac, who obviously, as Tyler said, is back in action. The Butcher and the Bunny accompanied the Blade to the ring for his match against the returning Pac. This was his first AEW match in eight months since the start of the Ooh. pandemic. Good lord, that's a long time. Pack immediately drove the blade into the corner with a running drop kick. As soon as the bell rang, he choked the blade with his foot until the ref forced a break. After hitting a missile drop kick, Pack got in the butcher's face, and the blade took advantage with a drop kick through the ropes. He threw Pack into the barricade a few times as the bunny cheered him on. After the bunny tripped Pack while the ref was distracted, the butcher took him out with a forearm smash. We returned from a commercial to see Pack uh, starting to make a comeback. He hit a huge superplex for a close two count. That superplex was incredible, and the commentary going on at that moment was hilarious. With <laughs> Eddie Kingston was at uh, was on commentary for this match, and he's just yelling to the blade. He's like, "Drop! Just drop!" Drop down, go down, go down on the, oh God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, I mean, it's good to see Pac doing what he does, especially he had a great opponent too. I mean, this. Oh guys God. Can you tore. believe just a quick inter uh, intermission here? The butcher and the blade might be some of the best gimmicks they have going right now in mm-hmm. AEW. I absolutely love these guys. And every week they have proving me uh, right that they deserve to be tag team champions. Mm, absolutely i could not agree more i could not agree more and with that we'll jump back into the action here as the blade tried to get involved again but pack took him out with a super kick he hit a shooting star press before locking the blade in the brutalizer for the submission victory pack tried to address eddie kingston but the butcher attacked him from behind and then Rafe Phoenix would come out and attempt to make the save, but the trio overwhelmed him. Uh, Pentel El Zero Miedo came out with a steel chair in hand. It looked like he was going to attack his partner, but he went after Kingston and narrowly missed. Uh, the Death Triangle is back together. Moment as you can of see the night. Those three standing tall, exciting stuff to see those three who are all amazing in their own rights for different reasons too, which makes oh, yeah. that trio just unbelievable. Um, I would love to see them uh, go up against the Butcher Blade and Eddie Kingston in a six-man tag match. Teddy Long is, like, so excited right now, <laughs> wherever he is, to see this amazing tag team possibly happening. So, Tyler, uh, what do you think of this one? Oh, my gosh. This this was, in in my opinion, this was match of the night. Mm. Um, and, and the storyline, can I just, for one moment, say Eddie Kingston 
is 100% the best thing on Dynamite right now. Mm. And I'm taking that away from MJF for this week. Wow. Um, because uh, it is insane how much fun it is to watch Eddie Kingston work and what a absolute genius this man is when it comes to wrestling. Um, I fully believed that he had turned Penta on his brother uh, and to see them back together. I mean, we didn't get to talk about it, Noah, but last week, Penta and Ray had one of the greatest matches I've seen in a long time when they were literally ripping each other's masks off of each other to try and get this win. They both ended with half of their face showing because they literally ripped their masks masks off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the best storyline going right now. Uh, otherwise, we you know we've had the uh, the drunken uh, inner circle rolling around in uh, in Vegas, but this is this is probably probably the greatest storyline going right now. Absolutely. I could not agree anymore. It's exciting to see such talent that are obviously going up against each other, forming these groups, and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. I'm looking forward to a big match, as I said, between these teams here. And with that, let's lead into a big match of its own. Is Tyler want to take us away for some women's action? Yeah, absolutely. So we had Serena Deeb versus Thunder Rosa for the NWA Women's Championship. And can I just say, Mm. these women put on an incredible match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So the NWA Women's Championship was on the line once again as Serena Deeb defended the belt uh, against the former champion Thunder Rosa. They had a stare down before locking up. Rosa took Deeb down and they had began trading submissions and counters. Rosa began to build up ahead of steam and scored a near a near fall with a running senton. We returned from a break to see Rosa hit a corner clothesline. She was favoring her left leg and Deeb began to focus on her, all of her offense on that. She hit a neck breaker and a spear on the apron, but Rosa, which is the hardest part of the ring, uh, but Rosa kicked out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to know if you know anything about me, I have to always mention mm-hmm. that that is the hardest part of the ring. Um, and then Reba appeared to distract the referee while Britt Baker spiked Rosa with a DDT behind the ref's back. Deeb took advantage and hit a powerbomb for a very close two count. So it didn't ultimately decide the end of the match right there. Um, but Britt Baker, once again, rearing her head like a cavity, showing that she is going to get involved in all of these women's matches. Uh, the former champion recovered and hit a series of moves for another near fall, but Serena finally would win the match with their finisher to retain the title. After the match, Rose saw Baker back in the crowd, pretending as if nothing happened, and attacked her until several officials came down to break up the fight. Um, this is so far the best women's match we've had on dynamite. Um, these are two absolute seasoned veterans of the, uh, of the sport and they killed it in the ring. Uh, I hope they get to fight many more times in the history of AEW. I agree. No, it's great seeing talented women in the ring. It's great seeing talented wrestlers in general, no matter who they are. And these two are at the top of their game on Wednesday night, killing it in the AEW ring with that NWA women's championship on the line. Uh, and we said this, you got to get more talent in there. You got to give them more time. It looks like they did that, and this is what they got. They got a good match. I would love to see Serena Deeb or Thunder Rosa take on the likes of other people in AEW, maybe like you know Britt Baker, maybe like other individuals <laughs> there, where we could see her get some more 
talent in the ring across the ring from her and we could see better matches that will come out of it so excited to see aw moving in the right direction in the sense of getting more talent in their women's division you love well, yeah it. and it looks like they've made a choice here and that it's that thunder rosa is not going anywhere mm. um and that thunder rosa will be sticking around to be having a rivalry with uh brit baker uh, and personally, I'm pretty excited about that. These are two women who can definitely go uh, in the ring. And uh, with Thunder Rosa not having that NWA title around her, her waist anymore, it looks like maybe it's time for her to sign that long-term contract with AEW and join the best brand in professional wrestling. Mm, um, Noah, words. I left something out of the script I want to get to before we get to the uh, main event. Yes. Uh, and it's this. Oh, Lord. Um, yes. <laughs> they took Vegas, and I can't believe I forgot to put it in. I apologize. It just because it, it was off throughout the show. I forgot mm -hmm. to uh, to add it in because it wasn't just one portion. Um, yes, the inner circle took Vegas. Um, hilarious mm. segment, by the way. Um, there were a lot of appearances that happened that were very funny. Uh, and, of course, it was a reenactment of The Hangover. Uh, that happened at the end of their segment of the night. Uh, everyone was either drunk or high or <laughs> just completely <laughs> out of their mind. Uh, Sammy and uh, MJF continued their little beef that they have. MJF woke up with marker drawn all over his face. Uh, it was an absolute sight to be seen. Mm. Uh, but there was nothing better than how the segment ended with Hornswoggle in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seeing Swaggle in a diaper in a uh, hotel suite was probably the funniest thing I've seen mm. in professional wrestling in a while. I mean, of course, uh, Le Dinner Debonair was mm. the funniest thing in wrestling in a long time. Uh, but Hornswoggle, welcome to All Elite Wrestling, buddy. I hope we get to see some more of you. And this isn't a one time thing. Mm. And by see some more, yeah, I think we mean like more action in the ring. Yeah, no more diapers, please. Yeah, yeah. That, that'd probably be good. Um, but yes, one -off. The, <laughs> this was a funny a series of segments that happened all throughout the evening. Um, I was going to mention it at the end, but I'm happy you brought it up because, and I'm happy you had the images too to show because goodness, it was a great segment. It was so funny seeing those guys together, took, taking Vegas. Um, I mean, with, with the, the Elvis impersonator. And oh so God. Yeah. Things. Piff I the mean, magic dragon. Yep. <laughs> yep, so many appearances by just uh, funny, funny stuff. And Jericho is obviously hilarious. MJF and him bounce off of each other well. And it was oh, yeah. perfect. That, that scene where they woke up in the morning and Jericho was in the same bed as the Elvis impersonator. And <laughs> Sam, he was in like a fountain. MJF was yeah. like, um, uh, Wardlow was in like a bathtub. Or, you know, like it was MJF ridiculous. and Ward, or I'm sorry, Wardlow and Hager just stare at each other. Mm -hmm. They do nothing but stare at each other the entire time. And I can't wait till this rivalry eventually comes to a head to see oh, these two yes. fighting. Uh, oh, yes. I hope they just have a, a like legit cage match on AEW. Like they actually fight because I feel like that could be a lot of fun Absolutely. if we incorporate legitimate mixed mixed martial arts into AEW. How much mm. fun would that be? Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, but Fair I feel enough. like we had to sneak that in there because the main event deserves its main event slot. For sure. And it was one hell of a main event as we got to see Brian Cage and Ricky Starts take on Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. Oh boy, was this one hell of a tag team match. You can see on the screen there, and for those who can't, Taz in the corner of Starks and Cage and Armander. Yes, and Anderson was in the quarter of Rhodes and Allen. Uh, the match started off with Ricky Starts and Darby Allen starting for the, their respective teams. 
They kept things technical early on with a sequence of holds and reversals. They slapped each other a few times, and Allen had to be pulled off of Starks by the ref. Both men would quickly make a tag. Brian Cage hit a running shoulder, but Cody Rhodes didn't go down. Cage turned a hip toss into a backbreaker, <laughs> but the American Nightmare recovered and hit a dropkick. Taz left the commentary table to coach his team from ringside. Allen got the tag right as the show cut to break. Arn Anderson was booted from ringside during the commercial break, and Starks yanked Allen from the apron to prevent a tag, and Cage hit a release German suplex for a near fall. Incredible, lots, by the way. Yes, lots of big moves, lots of big moments. Like It was edge-of-your-seat action all throughout this match. Cody caught Cage with a disaster kick, but Starks nailed him with a spear right after, and I'm sorry, but that spear missed by a lot. Like, <laughs> by a lot, a lot. I'm sorry, Kyle. We know you love him, but wow, that was bad. Like, he just slapped him in the stomach. Like, to be, <laughs> to be completely, uh, yeah, <laughs> to be uh, completely honest. Uh, Cody caught Kate. I'm sorry, we already were there. Uh, the powerhouse picked up Allen and hit an avalanche uh, Mishinoku driver from the middle rope for the pin and the win right after. Oh boy, what a match. Right after yeah. that, Will Hobbs would come out uh, and what looked like to be in defense of Cody and Darby Allen, but instead he would turn on them, seemingly joining Team Taz. You can see that behemoth of a human being standing over Cody, uh, who would take out Cody, took out Allen at the end of that match, cementing himself. I know you have that image there of showing, oh, look at him, Team Taz. We build assassins with Will Hobbs. Good Lord is now a yeah. member of Team Taz. I mean, you got Ricky Starks. Mm. He you is got all your speed. in. You got your speed with Ricky Starks. You have your overwhelming power with Brian Cage and Will Hobbs. This is a faction that is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Tyler, what'd you think of our main event? Uh, this was a lot of fun. I, uh, you know, I still don't think it was match of the night, but it was an incredible match to close the night. I mean, it's our lead story right now. You've got Cody and Darby. They are the TNT championship has honestly become the championship of the brand. In my opinion, it's the one that everyone is, is really invested in. Obviously everyone loves talking about Mox and Omega as well, but I feel like this is the brand that I'm most invested in at least. So maybe that's why I feel that way. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was a very good match. It had a really good pace. And then it had the incredible plot twist at the end uh, where we had this image to end the night. You know, it, even Taz had to pull Hobbs off of him for a minute. He was mm. Hobbs was going in for more. And Taz was like, no, no, this is it. We're going to leave him lying here. Uh, so, yeah, it was an awesome look for Will Hobbs. I hope this is uh, a big push for him. And, you know, he may just feel slighted by Darby Allen. If you remember, Noah. Uh, his very first match on Dynamite, he lost to Darby Allen. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember being super upset about it. And you were like, yeah, but Darby's the man. I go, I get that Darby's the man. But this guy came out and put on a hell of a good match in his first mm -hmm. episode. And now it looks like he's a definite title contender. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I could see him coming for that TNT championship for sure. And he does have a match coming up for the next episode of Dynamite, which we'll get to at the end of our previews, which we'll move into uh, now. But before we do that, Tyler, overall, because we're marquee wrestling fans, as I always like to say, what is your rating out of five for this evening's AEW Dynamite? Solid four. Solid, Solid four. four. It was a great 
great night again. They, I think I've yet to go beneath a three and a half. They continue mm. to impress on Dynamite. Absolutely. I agree with you there on the solid four. It was an overall awesome night of few really good matches. Obviously, the main event, obviously, the Pac versus uh, the Blade. Great match. You'd love to see it. Overall, great episode of Dynamite. Looking forward to the next, which we will get into now for the preview for the November 25th Noah's Birthday episode here, folks. We'll start us off with Sheeta versus Anna Jay. Oh, Tyler, I need it. Tyler, you're excited about it. this one. Tell me, I tell me love, how- love Anna Jay. Love Anna Jay. She is like the heart and soul right now of the Dark Order. I don't know if you have been keeping up with being the elite, um, but her or she is just incredible on there. She is so much fun to watch. And uh, her and Tay Conti's relationship is a little um, compelling. I enjoy I, I'm looking forward to see where that goes, because as always, I uh, I pick against Takaru Shida and I will do it again. <laughs> Anna Jay will be carrying that title into the Dark Order. Oof, fair enough. You know what? I want to join the Dark Order. <sighs> I kept saying that there's a there's a moment in time where it's going to have to matter for Sheeta to drop that championship because it doesn't seem like they have a direction for it. However, they are really building Jay, and they're building her quickly. Will it happen yeah. Wednesday? I don't know. Can I see it happening? Yes. That's not a prediction. That's just what I'll say. Um do you, do you want a prediction, though? Like, is that what you want? I mean, that would be... I'm all for hot takes, Noah. Cheetah's leaving the AS champion. Ah, damn. Stop. Don't. <laughs> no, I don't want it. You asked. You said you wanted a hot <laughs> take. So that's the extremely burning take. Uh, Dylan says Anna Jay is great. Dylan, would you pick Anna Jay to win that match then on Wednesday? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he did say that in the uh, Facebook comments. Please, everyone, feel free to join us at our comment sections on YouTube and in uh, on, on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Very good. I guess this is one of the best parts of BT and the Dark Order is Anna Jay. So I think that would say Dylan is going to pick Anna Jay to win the championship on Wednesday. So we'll see where that goes. And Dylan, as we said, we're going to have him on the next next episode. So maybe we can get his take on that as well if you can join us next week. Uh, another match for a preview of next week is Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus christopher daniels and frankie kazarian oh boy yes an scu style match here you gotta love to see it two great tag teams should be very fun veterans and the likes of all four of these gents to be completely honest and longtime veterans and the likes of daniels and jericho so excited to see that tag match go down also excited for this next tag match Oh, freaking boy pack and ray phoenix versus the butcher and the blade tyler put hype this is going to change. We're going to get Penta and uh, Eddie involved in this match. Ooh, okay. Okay. You thought, okay. Like a nice swerve. I like that. I could see it. As I said, this would be a six man tag match in the making, but maybe they'll save that for a bigger night. Maybe they'll Could be, be. Even, yeah, maybe they'll save that for a bigger night, a uh, pay per view coming up of some types. Uh, but anyway, regardless of what they do, this match is going to be hype as hell. I'm and excited to see it. Bunny, a round of applause too. Like she's absolutely killing it as a uh, manager role right now. Mm. I, I love this gimmick for her. I it, when they come out in their in their full gear, their entrance gear, and she it just feels right. Um, I know I've been like talking these guys up like they're you know the best thing since sliced bread, but I super enjoy everything about the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. Mm. No, absolutely great tag team. They have a great dynamic. I love seeing it. And this match is going to benefit because of it. Uh, looking forward to that. But that leads us into this moment here. Will Hobbs will be in action versus to be determined. Tyler, before I give mine, who do you think Will Hobbs' opponent will be? Oh, boy. Um, I think 
Oh man, I, I and this is kind of tough, but I think the best choice is Darby Allen. Okay. Um, because he it is time for him to get his retribution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the good kind, not the WWE kind. <laughs> Fair enough. I agree with saying he will be facing Darby Allen in a big match. I don't agree that it will be the next Wednesday. Okay. I think Will Hobbs' opponent on Wednesday will be Cody Rhodes. Really? Yes. I think they'll have a big – obviously, that's a huge match. I mean, to be anybody I, – I could fight Cody Rhodes, and they would be like, this is huge for Noah. I mean, <laughs> like, that's big. Um, yeah, I think Will Hobbs will take on Cody Rhodes. That's my prediction. That's a quick hot take there. I think Will Hobbs will beat Cody Rhodes. Uh, and I think that will lead into ultimately what Tyler said in Will Hobbs and Darby facing off and Will Hobbs dethroning Darby at the next pay-per-view. I think his championship might be short-lived and Hobbs will take that TNT championship, raise it's it high above his head. Team, Taz. And I'm only going, I'm only saying all that because Tony Khan did say that there is a push in store for Will Hobbs because he likes him. He's, he has a great look, great character. He's all around a great superstar. So I think we'll lead into something big for him. Can I just say, Tony, please stop doing that. Uh, that is that is a WWE move to say this guy is coming back. This guy is getting a push. Stop it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Keep it. Keep it behind the scenes. I don't care what your ideas are off the cuff. Let us be surprised. Batista's last return was ruined because we knew about it. Valid. So please look at and then look, we knew nothing about Edge except his little teaser of him posting the boots. And everyone was like, no, that's not that's just him being sentimental. And then, bam, that was the one of the greatest returns in WWE history. Mm-hmm. Stop telling us things. Let it happen. It makes wrestling that much better. I mean, look mm-hmm. at the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. They never announced anything. And it was the greatest era of wrestling ever. Um, so, yeah, please stop it. Tony, Tony, listen, to me. <laughs> listen to me. You've listened to us before. Cut it out. <laughs> I, I do agree. I like to just be surprised. So don't tell us, you know, if like if someone's going to get pushed, just do it. Don't tell me. Yeah. You know? No. Otherwise, um, your content's always going to look like this. And it's just <laughs> going to be a, a crying horn swaggle and you're going to get people to stop watching. Oh, <laughs> and then can we just quickly go to the comment that Dylan had here that it's going to be a job match and then he said he'll face Janela or something or someone of the like. Um I mean, it could end up being that. It could be like a opening match or a mid-card a match where he just comes out, beats somebody, and leaves. I think that they're trying to build Will Hobbs to be bigger than that. Like, that to me doesn't scream This superstar. ain't WWE, Dylan. Yeah, like that, That <laughs> I would say that's a WWE move. I, I don't know. And they've AEW's done that, though. Like, there's no saying they won't do that. They could. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I just think for Will Hobbs, especially if you want to be in this prominent of a role, to where it looks like they're trying to put him up against Darby, you want to build them big, and if Darby beat Cody, let Will Hobbs beat Cody. He's not going to hurt Cody at all. Um, so that'd be cool. And I think it would be good to kind of let Cody lose a few matches to kind of bring him down a little bit to almost make it look like he's down on himself. I'm booking the territory here now. To make it look like he's down on himself, and he can actually have this big comeback as this Cody character that we know who's scratching and clawing, even though he's Cody, so he doesn't need to do that. <laughs> I just think it would be nice so I can get my fangirl of Cody on again. But <laughs> Anyway, that is the preview for next week's episode of Dynamite. Looking forward to that. And that leads us into a quick plug of our good friends here at Clovercrest Media. If you love podcasts, visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 26 shows on the hashtag CMG Network. And if you don't find one you like, start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 a month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website to visit. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends all about it. 
you can visit clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG Sports podcast, as well as blogs and videos and latest information. And with that being said, we thank you for joining us here on Cross from Wrestling Entertainment, where we talked all things all elite. We'll see you next week. Same channel, same time. I'm Noah Cross. That's Tyler Bard. Thank you. See you next time. Listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.